The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. This is Sarah with Birth Circle, and today I have Christy Rodriguez, and she is the author of Pure Nurture and Pure Nurture, a holistic guide to a healthy baby. So today we're going to be talking about holistic mind-body connections and and how you connect that with pregnancy. So thank you for being here, Christy. Thanks for having me. So Christy, how did you get into this whole birthy world? You know, what was your first taste? Yeah, it wasn't a straight line. I didn't grow up, you know, thinking about being a mom and being excited about being a mom. I actually wasn't sure if I wanted to be a mom. And it was in my mid thirties, my husband wanted to have four children. And he said to me, you need to decide. You need to decide if you want to do this because I want to be a dad. So if you don't want to be a mom, then we need to have a serious conversation. So I did some soul searching and I what ultimately led me to decide that I wanted to be a mom is I imagined myself as a 50 or 60 year old. And as that, at that older age, do I want to be a mom? And the answer was absolutely. Yes, I do. I think I just never felt ready. Mm -hmm. And so then we decided to go for it and it did take a little bit longer than I thought. It took about seven months to get pregnant. And during that pregnancy, I, I was working as a health coach And I have always been really interested in health. And that really started from my experience as an eating with an eating disorder. And I came to look at nutrition and health from an unhealthy perspective. And then through some work and some therapy and different things, I came full circle. And then also on top of that, my dad got um, diagnosed with colon cancer and seeing his process of going through his treatment and his surgeries and seeing what was lacking in the hospital system mm-hmm. of supporting him from a holistic perspective as a, as a person from a whole body approach, I was really disappointed in some of the different things that I thought were lacking in his treatment. And, you know, I also have to say how grateful I am to his doctors and the treatment that he did get, but I felt like there's some more things here that can be done just even to improve his quality of life. And so it was, being next to him side by side, helping him and supporting him through that, uh, that really got me interested in this holistic approach to wellness. And so I was working as a health coach and then I got pregnant and through my pregnancy, I became really passionate about having a healthy pregnancy. And then I thought, well, I only am interested in this because I am pregnant and it'll fade but then it didn't fade and it kept growing. And then I got pregnant two years later with my youngest and it was a full blown thing. I mean, I could not, I could not ignore it. And then I had also been introduced to hypnobirthing and I love that. I'd also been doing prenatal yoga and I just loved all of that. And it all just blended so beautifully together that I decided to close down my health coaching practice and start fresh. And I started, um, I started writing my book after going back to school. I went back to school and got a certification as a prenatal health coach, a certification as a prenatal yoga teacher. I uh, went back to school to get my PhD in mind-body medicine, which 
from being a mom, I actually ended up stopping because it was just all too much. But I'm still working as um, a hypnobirthing teacher. I got certified to teach hypnobirthing, and I've been doing that for several years now. And I just love it. And now I'm officially a birth geek, a birth nerd. You have gone all the way in. (laughs) All the way in. Like I, I always tell my students when I'm teaching, I saw this post on Instagram about, you know, whatever, certain different things about birth. And I realized like what a birth nerd I am because I, all of my entire feed is all about birth and babies and pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah. Some people think it's just a phase you'll go through while you're pregnant and then you're done. But no, I think when you when you see what is possible, you can't unsee that. And and at least for me, that's why I do what I do. I want everybody to know what what is yeah. possible in yeah. birth. Yeah, and I loved being pregnant so much, and I loved giving birth. And it was it was challenging. It was it was tough. I always say it's like somebody that you know does a marathon, and then when they're done with that marathon, they feel so accomplished and so powerful and. I remember saying, if I can do that, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I just became so powerful, um, so, so passionate about women's experience during pregnancy and how taking care of themselves and treating themselves well is ultimately treating their babies well and setting their babies mm-hmm. up for, um, for a healthy start and a really strong foundation. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the try to wrap it up in, you know, the short, short story. It's a very long story. <laughs> yeah. All, well, everybody's journey is long. Yeah. So um, where would you start then with the holistic approach to pregnancy? It really can start before you even conceive. There are so many amazing uh, teachers and authors and people out there that are teaching about conscious conception and really preparing your body to create that really um, strong and healthy foundation. Now, I think that is wonderful, and I think it's great if somebody can do that. But a lot of us get pregnant, and we don't even realize we're pregnant. You know, I, I was right. pregnant for oh, maybe I don't know, eight weeks before I even realized that I was pregnant. And so, I mean, it it just it happens. So sometimes we can't prepare uh, prior, but if you can prepare that's when it, I think that's when the, when it starts is before you even become a mom. And I actually talked to Dr. Cleopatra Campervane and she um, does what's called the, she has what's called the mommy life cycle. And she even says that preparing for being a mom can even start when you're a child. And, and it's just, it's fascinating if you want to go down that far, but for myself and what the work that I do and with the people that I work with, it really does start at conception or soon thereafter. And it's about, it's not necessarily about what you're eating and only about what you're eating. Yes, it's wonderful if you can have more nutritious foods and that's part of it. But it, I also like to look at the mindfulness around what you're eating and then the grace and kindness that you provide yourself. Because I, as being a health coach before getting pregnant, I was thinking about how healthy I was going to eat when I was pregnant. And I, you know, was making all these plans. And then I was so sick in the first trimester that I couldn't eat anything. And then when I did want to eat something and I had those cravings, it was for Dunkin' Donuts, chicken yeah, sandwich from yeah, Burger I, King. Can we, can we talk about these things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I made myself so wrong. My I beat myself up for that. Rough, 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 rough. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be very rough that first trimester. And it's also, 
I think it's a gift of nature that it makes it a little bit rough on us because it keeps it it automatically slows us down. I mean, you've probably heard when people say sometimes when people get sick, it's because we're pushing ourselves too 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 much, and that's the way that our the only way that we can get ourselves to slow down. And so I think maybe that's nature's perfect design to get us to slow down and and protect our little one yeah. during that really fragile time. Well, and also, I don't know if this is a tangent, tell me this is a tangent, but I was reading, you know, the keto diet is such a fad. Um, well, not a fad. I mean, it's just, it's just taking the world kind of by storm. And I was reading about keto and pregnancy and I thought, you know, morning sickness, when you can't eat anything for days, there's a point where you must get into ketosis. And I thought biologically, what, what are the advantages of a fast on early pregnancy? And I thought, yeah, like, obviously our species is doing just fine with the procreation process. So there must be something biologically advantageous to fasting and early pregnancy due yeah, to- Yeah, potentially. potentially. Right? Just thinking, and then, and then once you shift your body to, um, to burn ketones instead of glucose as the main source of fuel, then your entire me- metabolism changes. And so you absorb nutrients and everything differently in your next trimesters. And I thought, right. I wonder if that's part of the plan. Uh, not yeah. not full blown keto like right. keto diet, but it's, I just I just thought you know the, the act of going into ketosis when your body is burning keto. yeah it's it's fascinating I don't I don't know anything about that in particular but I think it's interesting to think about and fascinating that might be a good dissertation topic <laughs> <laughs> yes you get probably a lot of pushback but yes I know I know and how could you even yeah no 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 but I just people that worry about the nutrition in first trimester I'm like I don't know it's a poppy seed I don't know how much actual nutrition a poppy seed needs that's not already mm. in your body I just kind of wonder so that yeah. so you're, you're supposed to debunk my crazy thoughts if I say anything crazy I okay. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I just like, how much nutrition could a could a poppy seed or grape really need? I don't know. It the grape makes me tired. Man, yeah. No, tired. and it's 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 so it's so much about the hormones and the hormones that are changing because things are just oh everything's just changing so much in that first trimester and and I I think that it's you know, no matter what it is that you're craving or what you're eating or what you're not eating, you know, yes, there's so much to that, but then there is so much to the mind body connection within that. And how, what are you saying to yourself around what you're eating or what you're not eating and that the stress that that could be creating on your body. So I I like to also share about how we can be supportive of ourselves and kind and gentle with ourselves, especially during that first trimester and not beating ourselves up for doing or not doing certain things that we think are right or wrong. You know, like even just talking about this type of diet, there are hundreds, if not thousands of different belief systems and ideas and things that you should do and you shouldn't do related to eating and diet and nutrition. And I, you know, I went to the in, uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition when I was working as a health coach many years ago. And one of the concepts that they talk about there is bio-individuality and is this idea that we are all so unique. And so one way of eating that might really support one person is not going to be as supportive to someone else. And the example that I love to give with that is that I was in that I was a vegetarian for 15 years and I 
ate a lot of sugar. I craved sugar. I felt weak. And then when I was pregnant, I became anemic and I was having dreams about eating hamburgers. (laughs) And so I, I listened to my body and I started eating hamburgers and I felt great. My sugar cravings completely disappeared. And so now I eat meat here and there and I try to get good quality meat and all of that. But Uh, but it was, it's interesting, you know, for somebody, they might thrive on a vegetarian or vegan diet. And for me, I was craving sugar and lethargic and moody. And then my body is dreaming about eating hamburgers. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to really just listen to your own body and tune into what you're craving. And there are so many amazing people out there teaching about nutrition in pregnancy. If you are craving donuts, sugar, what are those cravings meaning? Because if you say, tune into your body, well, my body wants nothing. But my first pregnancy was nothing but frosted mini wheats. I can't even look at the things now. But yeah. that's all I wanted my first pregnancy. I got yeah. an entire bag within a couple of days. Well, and I think, I don't know. There are obviously different, there's different things that it can mean. It can mean that, that your body's craving specific. It could be the fat. It could be the, it could be the specific um Oh, I would say nutrients, but donuts don't have any nutrients. But it, what I also, I when think we cr- masks it, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you're well, actually craving the sugar, you're craving something else, but the sugar is the easiest. Yeah, it can be nutrient based, but it could also be emotionally based as well. There is also the idea of cr- when we crave things, we could be craving, if you're craving, for example, ice cream, that could mean that you're craving affection and love and you just need a hug. If you're craving um, something <laughs> crunchy like potato yeah. chips, it could mean that you're actually feeling frustrated and angry. So there's, there's an energetic and emotional oh, component to cravings. Oh, I'll bring on the ice cream. so just to circle back and and kind of look at this from a a whole you know a holistic approach I am not I don't work specifically as a health coach any longer and work and work um with pregnant women um specifically with nutrition but I I do look at it from that overview of how what are you craving what are you eat what are you eating what is it how is it making you feeling how, or how, yeah, how do you feel when you eat it and looking at all the different areas but then also looking at that mind, the emotional aspect and the mind body connection aspect of that, where, um, where, what are you saying to yourself before you eat it, after you eat it and, and all of that, especially around pregnancy and when we're dealing with nausea and, and cravings yeah. and all of that. So that's a part of it. And then the other part I look at is the physical aspect, moving our bodies, um, and then the mental, the mental aspect of it with meditation and slowing down and um, affirmations. Uh, I also like to go in, which could be a little bit further down. Some people like to don't go, like to go this far, but looking at the law of attraction and that our thoughts create our reality and maybe looking at journaling. The other aspect of that is when you are pregnant you absorb emotions. So are you watching scary movies? Are you watching the news? Is that making you upset? And that those emotions have a chemical reaction in your body that then will automatically um, affect your baby in, in some way. And it, you know, and I don't say that to scare people, but to just to be aware, if you're watching something on the news, that's making you feel upset, then maybe while you're pregnant, like when I was pregnant, I did not watch the news. I just had my husband tell me specific things that were happening. So I wasn't getting caught up in the drama of it on the news or seeing images. 
And so I wasn't like out of the loop, but I was also protecting myself and not getting caught up in that really strong emotional reaction to what I might be seeing or hearing. Wow. That's really interesting. I, I know during one of my pregnancies, I watched, uh, wow, a movie. I can't remember which one. Actually, now I do, but I won't say what movie it was, but it's, it's a big drama and it was super popular and, and, but very graphic and very um, explicit. And I like, it messed with my head so bad. I could mm-hmm. like my dreams, my thoughts, my like I close my eyes and I'd see scenes from this movie and it just really wonked me out and and stressed me. So what you're saying is that's actually a pretty normal phenomenon. Yeah, and <laughs> and another to- another piece to that as a hypnobirthing teacher and working with hypnosis when you are watching TV or the or the or a movie especially in a movie theater where it's all dark around, you are essentially in a state of hypnosis. Your, your mind is, you are in the, you are in the screen, you are experiencing it. Your body is physiologically experiencing it as if it's happening to you. You know, it's not until if somebody turns the lights on or the doorbell rings or, you know, somebody phone rings that you come back into that room that you're wow. in. You're like, oh, you, you know, it's kind of also like when you drive somewhere and all of a sudden you arrive and you're like, wait, I don't remember getting here. How did I get here? Your body was driving you there. You know, you, you were making the turns and stopping at the stoplights, but your mind was in another area thinking of something else. Or if you drive somewhere, like for me, I go to the, this coffee shop. And then one morning I had to go somewhere else. And all of a sudden I'm driving towards the coffee shop. I'm like, wait, but I'm not going to the coffee shop. (laughs) That's just autopilot. But that's kind of like the same idea. So that's another reason why it is so important um, about protecting your energy and not only for movies and TV, but also with people, you know, sometimes you might've heard, you know, I think there's some books out there about this too, like energy suckers or people that, that really like to swim around in, in negative, uh, negative talk, complaining all of the time, talking about everything that could go wrong or is wrong. Um, even talking about negative birth stories or what could go wrong or things that happened to them we hear that and we absorb that. And so we want to focus on, you know, obviously we can't live in a bubble and that's not real life, but there are things that we can do to protect ourselves a little bit more. And as you're pregnant, you know, I like to tell my students too, if somebody wants to tell you their birth story and they tell you something that happened to them that you didn't even know that that was a possibility that could go wrong during a birth. Now, all of a sudden that thought is imprinted on you and you now on some level are going to think, oh my God, what if that happens to me? So I like to tell my students that when you're pregnant and somebody wants to tell you their birth story, you say, ah, I would love to hear your birth story, but can you share your birth story with me after I give birth? And that way I can share my birth story with you and we can share our stories together. And so you're not saying like, oh no, no, stop. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) It's very, it's a nice, and it's a a really inclusive and nice kind way of of saying that while also protecting yourself and your baby and your energy. When I show my films or started doing films, um, I noticed that people it would change their birth stories. Watching somebody else do an amazing birth um, changes. And <clears throat> sorry, I had my first film, um, my first birth film was a month before I was due with my last. And it, you know, so it was my fourth baby. I'd already done this birthing thing. I knew what I was, what my plan was, but actually I gave, gave birth very similar, similarly 
to the woman that I had just filmed the month before. I found it was really interesting. I used a lot of her same positions. I, um, her same feelings. She gave me the courage to try a water birth for the first time. And I was like, wow, that really got in my head. And then when I started showing more films to other people and seeing the effect, you can't unsee that. Yeah. So, so the same, something dark and scary and, and nerve wracking, you can't unsee that, but you can, if you see something empowering and strong and beautiful and respectful, you can't unsee yeah. that either. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why in, in our hypnobirthing classes, every single class we show two births and they, and it shows a birth in a very calm, relaxed and empowered way. And it's to help to do exactly what yeah. you were just saying. And that's Elephant why, because <laughs> what births, heads. <laughs> yeah, because you know what, what else have we seen? We've seen Rachel on friends giving birth. We've seen Grey's Anatomy births. We've seen, I mean, even on shows where you think that you're not even going to see a birth. Like I was watching, um, I really love real estate and houses and I watch, um, Million dollar list. <laughs> What's that? House porn. I'm all into house. That's exactly what it is. Yes. I am obsessed with house porn and planner porn, like planners, like, <laughs> oh you know, God. calendars, both of them. I watch people like doing planning stuff on YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's, but it's, I don't know. I love sure. it. So anyway, yeah. I was watching million dollar listing LA, which is about houses and real estate. And all of a sudden they are showing the wife of one of the real estate agents giving birth. It, and it, it was really, and it, I was like, show. Oh, it just shows up anywhere. And this is a real estate show. And they were in the hospital. Like, it, you, you know, it, it's anyway, I'm just saying it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was unexpected. And then it also was not depicting birth in the way that birth <clears throat> is, can, can be depicted. Um, and it, you know, we, we, it's very one-sided. There's lots of yeah. drama. <laughs> um, cause that's what TV and movies are all about. Right. So it's nice to be able to see documentaries or films like you create and then fil- and then videos of real births like you, we see in our classes and other childbirth education classes where you see moms owning their body, being yeah. fully supported, and they're in a room that is, is calm and, and, and relaxed and, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So it's nice to get that, um, yeah. that imprinted. So w- I've heard the word mind-body connection mm-hmm. thrown out all the time by super enlightened people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, because to me, sometimes I don't understand what they mean by that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm super enlightened, but at the same time, I want to make sure that that you you have the opportunity to explain exactly what you mean about yeah. wholeness, holistic mind-body connection. So. Basically what, what I mean by it is that it is the power that your mind has over your physical body. It's the body is a robot theory that it's the, it's the, that law that, um, the, the psychophysical, uh, connection and psychophysical response. And I'll give you really, really simple examples to prove this. I mean, one is just the placebo effect. All, I mean, the placebo effect, you see people that take a sugar pill and then their body reacts as if it's actually doing something, but all they're doing is taking a little sugar pill, but it was the power of the belief in their mind that created the, the reaction, the physical reaction in the body. The other is um, if you think about, you know, as we're talking about real estate porn or planner porn, think about pornography. 
Mm. If somebody is watching a sexual experience on TV, their body can physically, you can physically respond to that. Going back to the movies, you know, when you're in a movie and you see a scary movie, your body, you physically jump if somebody jumps out from behind a door, right? You have a physical response. Nothing is happening to you. You are sitting in a dark movie theater eating popcorn, but your mind is connected to what's happening on the film. And then when your body jumps and reacts, that's that mind-body connection. Um, And it can also work in in other ways. If you think about a football player or a professional athletes, Um, I'm a Steelers fan. And so I always think about the game when Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback, his nose was literally broken in the middle of the game. And it's like, it's like sideways on his face and he goes out and they tape it up or another one where he like broke his arm or something crazy happened to him physically. And he goes back in and he finishes the game. And that is that, is that mind body connection where he is, his adrenaline is so high and he's so focused on playing that sport that he doesn't even feel the pain. His body follows. Yeah, exactly. Our thoughts create our reality. And so, I mean, probably he went home and that next morning he was probably suffering, but in the game, he probably didn't feel anything because his mind was so focused on the game. What about the times where you feel like something must be wrong with your baby? There must be something terrible going on. And like, does your mind then create something terrible going on? Or is that a condition that something's going on? Or is that just crazy hormones? You know, I struggle with that all the time. I had, I had postpartum depression, a potentially post weaning depression with, because it it came on after um, my baby was nine, 10 months old. Weaning depression is a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. And I'm talking about it more and more because I only, my daughter is eight years old and for seven years, in a half years, I was telling everyone I had postpartum depression. And then somebody mentioned post-weaning depression. And I, was, and I looked into it and I thought, that is what I had. I did not have postpartum depression. It was not until 10 months when I started weaning that I started having all of this. Because yeah, your happen. hormones reset again. I know mm-hmm. after I stopped, well, I don't actually have post-weaning depression. I have post-weaning euphoria. Like two weeks after the wean, I have this like the clouds part and I'm like, there's my brain again. Mm. And even when I nursed my last one until she was four and a half, um, I thought, oh, by sure, by now, for sure, I've, I'm back to myself. You know, this is must, you know, but like five years, you kind of forget yeah. the bar, right? And then she finally did wean and I was like, oh, there I am. <laughs> it's a hormone. Like it's a complete yeah. again. And so that yeah. can launch a depression. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, the hormones are just, they really do impact us in so many ways. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So who are we? Are we our minds? Are we our hormones? It's all connected. It is all interrelated. It is all interrelated. That's why acupuncture, um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping, um, tapping on different um, pressure points in your body. That's why it's all so powerful. You can press somewhere on your foot and it will impact another area in your body. It's all so mysterious and really powerful. And, you know, you're talking about your fears. um, And first of all, I think that's just part of being a mom. You know, you... I still to this day go in and like check in when they're sleeping. Okay. Make sure they're, that's just part of being mom. You want to make sure they're safe. You are essentially like everyone says, you're wearing a piece of your heart outside of your body now. Like you, so of course you are going to be always, and my mom, you know, now I'm like, I'm in my mid forties and my mom's like, 
I still worry about you. You know, like you're never not a mom. Like it's just, they are always a piece of you. And you're always going to think about them and worry about them. But then there's a, a level there where you, you becoming hyper vigilant. Is it becoming, is it in, interfering with your connection with them? Is it interfering with your daily life? You know, there, of course, everything is a spectrum. So it's, it's looking at the spectrum and where you are. And I was just watching an interview. Um, oh my goodness, I forget her name, but she was talking about this and not just necessarily for moms, but for everyone, you know, it's about like for, she gave the example of flying and how a lot of people have a, a big fear about flying and imagining the plane crashing. Like, so if I imagine the plane crashing, is that going to make, no, you know? And so she, it's all about working with the mind. Um, and focusing on what you do want. So I like to use the example of control, alt, delete. So if your mind there, your mind can only think of one thing at a time. So if your mind is thinking about something that is not helpful and not beneficial to you, do this control, alt, delete and replace it with something else. All right. So if you're thinking about, um, like she, the plane example, cause I think everybody can relate to this when she, when this woman, I can't remember her name. Um, when she was talking about uh, her fear of flying and when every little bump and the turbulence and she gets scared, she does, um, she would reset and then think about walking into her house and seeing her dogs or whatever, and, and playing that scenario out in her mind about being home and her, and what that does to the mind is it tells the mind, if I am home, then that means the plane landed safely. So that that would help her to relax in that moment because her, her mind is now in her living room getting home. And then that relaxes her in the moment on the plane. So in pregnancy, when those, I, I know with my fourth, I just was determined. I like, I thought something was wrong with her. I thought there was a, a terrible, and I didn't want to go in for an ultrasound. We were, we were uninsured and, and, you know, just, it's, it was hard, and I didn't want to, to, to freak out. I'd had a scare with my second. They thought they he had a heart defect, and that you know they spun me up and did all the whole crazy things. Well, it turns out his heart was fine, so I didn't want to go through that again. Yeah, but I was just determined. Like I just knew something was terribly wrong with her. She was completely broken. What it ended up being was she's just a very passionate child. Mm. <laughs> Lots of energy. She's um, she's an, a dancer and a musician and I'm not. And so I feel like in hindsight, what I was feeling was the difference in her energy type with mine. I was yeah. feeling discord because she's such a different human. It wasn't actually anything wrong. It was just she was so right. She was yeah. right in herself. And like in hindsight, I laugh at it, but man, I was a mess. Okay, so we've got the mind-body connection. Uh, we've we've talked about nutrition. We've talked about your thought patterns while you're pregnant. What other what other items do you cover in your book about the holistic connection? I talk about yoga and movement, and I also talk about breathing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of breathing. <laughs> Speaking of breathing. The power of the breath is incredible. The especially, you know, speaking of the mind-body connection. The breath has a very powerful impact on our body, and that's why breath work, uh, breathing techniques are such a big part of many childbirth education classes because we can use the breath to support us through the birthing process. And I teach a few breathing techniques in the book, um, mainly just to support women with their relaxation response. We spend so much time, especially in our society and the world today, we spend so much time in our, in, in our fight and flight response where even though something may not be happening, even just, you know, technology. Well, honestly, honestly, our, our culture almost, um, glorifies it. 
you know, how many people post today was a crazy busy day. And it's like, you're not cool and productive unless you're stressed out of your mind. Right. I actually wrote that in my book. I said, for some reason, we seem to wear busyness as a badge of honor in our society. And it's, it's actually really nice to have time to slow down and it's really healthy for our body. How often have we've heard about the negative impact of stress on our body. Now, stress is part of life and it's actually healthy for us in small doses, Mm -hmm. but just like everything in moderation, right? But when we're dealing with chronic stress, I find myself stressed out over nothing. It's stress. I get stressed over things I make up in my mind. I get stressed over just driving somewhere and worrying about being late. I feel my body tensing up. So using breathing techniques helps to calm our body down, especially if we can breathe in and out through our nose and breathe slowly and mindfully. And then there are different techniques like alternate nostril breathing, uh, different breathing with counting techniques. So those are uh, really, really nice ways to get our bodies back into that rest and digest mode. That's not only helpful for ourselves and our well-being, but also for our babies. And if we're moms and we're not even pregnant for our kids, it's my husband always says to me, honey, you're the boat, honey, you're the boat. And, be, and what he means by that is that the, the, stress, waves, pressure. Right, the waves that are my child, my children's, um, the drama and their oh. emotions and, uh-huh. you know, the, from the silliest things, like, I don't want a red cup. I wanted the blue cup. And like, have you seen the reasons my toddler is screaming? Those are, those are hysterical. So, yeah. I just, they're hysterical, but they're not hysterical when you're the mom in the moment and you've already gone through three other conflicts. And, and, and I, I find myself spinning out and that's why my husband says, you're the boat, like you're the boat riding the waves. The girls are having their emotions and they're like all over the place. Oh, have girls. We've had two girls. <laughs> yeah. Two girls, six and eight. And, um, so anyway, I try to be the boat and what helps me to be the boat is the breath. If I can just step away for a moment and do three to five slow, deep breaths, it helps me to relax my nervous system, get grounded versus like, as I call it, losing my mind. I look at my husband, I'm like, I'm losing my mind. Like I I say, I can't handle it. I'm losing my mind. He's like, you can handle it. (laughs) Like I try to say, you know, I don't want them to hear me say that, but sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can't take it. I can't take it. My husband and I just have an agreement that only one of us can have our hair on fire at a time. Yes. That's, that's what we just agree that. And and it's somehow, yeah, it seems to work out that way. It really does. Like, and I guess maybe if one, one person's hair is simmering and the other one's full on fire, the other one that's simmering just sucks it up and, but, and is the strong one for the other one, but. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for this discussion about, about wholeness. I feel like, like you said earlier, so many times our culture just portrays what it should portrays this image of pregnancy and birth that really isn't very realistic for what most of us go through mm-hmm. and just the validation that we, we are the boat. <laughs> <laughs> just be the boat. <laughs> the pregnancy hormones are the waves. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that we can make a difference. Yes. No. And, and one last thing I, I'd like to say too, is that all of these different ideas they're all just ideas. And I always say, take in what feels best for you and leave the rest. 
Because there are just so many things and people out there, like we're just even talking about diet and what to eat and what not to eat. You know what? Listen, if something resonates, if you want to try something, if you want to look deeper into one of the topics, great and try it on for size and see if it works. And if not, leave it and move on to the next. But I think it's really great to be able to learn and, and think about different things that might be supportive, but then if they don't work for you, then don't worry about it and let it yeah. go and move on to the next thing. Yeah, find the next thing. Because when you find something that resonates with you, it's like a zing inside. You're like, oh, yes. that's the answer I've been yes. looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. And how do people find you? I have, my website is purenurture.com. Everything's essentially pure nurture. The book is Pure Nurture, a holistic <laughs> guide to a healthy baby. And my podcast is the Pure Nurture podcast. So it's all about a holistic approach to pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Perfect. Thank you again, Christy. Thank you so much. Please visit us at birthcircle.com, join our Facebook groups, or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience. And thank you to LaunchPod Media, who produces these podcasts.